Welcome to our New Testament devotional guide. Today we are in 2 Corinthians chapter 6, and Paul in verse number 1 says, We are workers together with him. Workers. They are working. What are they doing? Well, back up in verse number 19 of chapter 5, remember that they are entrusted with the ministry of reconciliation, bringing the world to God through Christ, and they are ambassadors in verse number 20. But he now, in verse number one of chapter six, is pleading with them not to turn away from the grace of God in salvation. And he stresses that urgency. Uh, Behold, now is the accepted time. And now is the day of salvation in verse number two. So Paul begins and shares this ministry of grace and shares the urgency that goes with it. Then he shares the endurance that goes with it with that. Notice in verse number four, but in all things we commend ourselves as ministers of God in much patience or in much endurance. And think about the trials he endured. He went through tribulation and needs and distress and stripes and imprisonment and labor and sleeplessness and fasting. And what tools did he have and what did he use? He tapped into the work of God and was able to live in purity and knowledge and long-suffering and kindness and Holy Spirit dependence and love. And he was able to take the word of God and the armor of God so that he would emerge from this and people would look at him with this amazing paradoxical view. Some, whether they were believers or unbelievers, would look at him differently. Notice in verse number eight, some would look at him with great honor, others with dishonor. Some would bring an evil report about him and some would bring a good report. Some would say he's a deceiver and some would say, no, he's true. But notice down in verse 10, some would would think, man, with all that suffering, he is sorrowful. Yet Paul says, yet always rejoicing. Some would look at Paul and say he's poor. And he says, yet making many rich by sharing the truth of the gospel. He was making spiritually poor, spiritually rich as having nothing and yet possessing all things. When we have Christ, we have all that we need pertaining to life and godliness. So Paul begins with this picture of endurance in ministry and exemplifying this reputation that seems paradoxical. But then in verse number 11, Paul begins this call to holiness. In verse 11, he says, look, my heart is open wide and this is my prayer. Do not be unequally yoked together with unbelievers. Do not be put in a position where worldly people can turn you and coerce you and force you to move with them. And notice the contrast that he uses in the words. What fellowship has righteousness with lawlessness? What communion has light with darkness? What accord has Christ with Belial? What part has a believer with an unbeliever? What agreement has the temple of God and idols? So be aware of worldly people that coerce, but be aware of God's work in you. Notice what it says at the end of verse number 16. You are the temple of the living God. Go back and look at 1 Corinthians 3, 16 and 1 Corinthians 6, 19. You are the temple of the living God. You're to be a holy temple. And it says, and I will dwell in them and walk among them. Be aware of God's presence in your life. I will be their God. They'll be my people. So God says, look, you're a holy temple. So come out from among them. Be separate. Do not touch what what is unclean and I'll receive you. And then he says in verse 18, 
I'll be a father to you. You'll be my sons and daughters, says the Lord Almighty. God indwells us as a temple and receives us as a father receives his sons and daughters. Oh, what a precious privilege it is to know our wonderful Lord.